parallel process. Yeah, yeah. It's you and me and me and you. Parallel process is the thing to do. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome to Parallel Process. The podcast <laughs> with Lindsay. And Antoinette. And a freestyle that's growing a little it bit is every just week. growing every week. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> well, how are you doing, Antweezy? I'm doing well. I've had a really good um, weekend. Um, past week's been good. Mm-hmm. Just enjoying this beautiful weather, you know? Good. Yeah. How have you been? I have been well. I have not enjoyed as much of the changing season as I would like. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think on the last episode I made a promise to have a little bit more fun and work less, and I didn't really get there. Mm. I worked a little bit more than I had anticipated, but but it's a we're going into a new week. Yes. New goals. Mm-hmm. New attitude. Keep moving forward That's towards right. that self-nurture mm-hmm. and that self-care. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. So that is, yeah, that's where I'm at. I stagnated a little bit over this past week, but ready to try some new things. Okay. Was it just workload or just, just things popping up? or? Yeah, some things coming up that I probably could have put back another week, but um, just made me really anxious to mm. do that, so I would just rather tackle them. Yeah. Yeah. But I kind of miss some opportunities to balance with some self-care, with some friends, with some hmm. outdoors time. So, um, but I'm really glad to hear that you did. And so that makes me, <laughs> that makes, that pushes me to be like, okay, I can do that too. Yeah. We can do it together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. This past week has been really, really busy with work. Back to back to back. Mm. Like back-to-back sessions? It's like, yeah, well, that, but just life in itself. Like, I had to be real, like, um, just keeping things on schedule. Um, But I had a friend come in town. We had a good time. I got to host her. Um, We went walking on a trail today. And it was just nice taking in the October heat of Texas, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because it's still kind of like, we could still go swimming, maybe, you know? Right. Um, But it was still, it it was a beautiful evening, so... It was nice to take that in, that three miles in. So very nice. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that we're we're together. I feel like we're mm-hmm. in a good headspace to tackle something, maybe a little emotionally, a little bit heavier. Yes. Yes, I think so. I think we're we can be in a really great headspace for that. Well, but I think we need I think we need some help and support in that. What do you think? I, I think so. I think so. I think we could get some perspective and parallel process tonight, for sure. Mm. Mm. Adding some dimension to our perspective. Yeah, I want to to learn more. I want to learn more about this juicy topic. I'm open to that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think it's time? Do you think it's time to have a guest? I think so. We've already done two episodes. Wait. This is episode four. This is episode four? Oh my gosh. It is time. It's time to bring someone on. Someone who can give us some some parallel processing uh, 
juices flowing, you know? Okay. Yeah. Male perspective. Yeah. But what's our topic? Our topic is toxic relationships. Okay. So starting with what we're looking for, but then how do we know what we're not looking for based on some things we've already been through? So toxic, toxic relationships. (laughs) We're just talking about it just to like learn what to avoid or, or like, like you were saying, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. I think we can do that with him. Yeah. Well, who, who do you have for us? Well... I've known this gentleman for a while. Um, I'll let him introduce himself. Uh, I guess this is my cue. Uh, <laughs> hello, parallel process. Uh, hello. Hey. Hello. Awesome, awesome. Uh, so my name is Chris. Uh, I'm also a resident here of Texas, and um, I'm glad to be here. Uh, so. I've known Antoinette for a while, like she said before, uh, been friends for quite some time, and I've gotten to know her, uh, very level-headed, uh, <laughs> uh, gives great advice, and uh, hopefully tonight, I'm able to provide uh, back some insight uh, from a male's perspective uh, on this particular topic. Uh, I think, uh, well, we'll see what we get into, so. Yeah. Without the further ado, uh, let's dive in. All right. Well, sure. thank you, Chris. Thank you for being here. Thank you for the bravery and the openness. Yeah. I, I think I, this is going to be exciting. Mm-hmm. Fun stuff. Well, starting with our guest, why don't we start with Chris? You are a single male. This is true. Yes. Tell. Can you tell us a little bit about what you are looking for in this world when it comes to the romance department? Oh, um, mm, that one's uh, one's tricky. Uh, so what what am I looking for? Uh, at this moment, I'm I'm you know like I said I'm single. I'm dating. Uh, I believe things take time and. And taking that time, you have to keep in respect uh, what you're willing to put up with and where you're at in your own life and your own walk. Me and Antoinette have had several conversations on this before. Uh, I mentioned to her uh, my three pillars. Uh, these pillars mm. are knowledge, commitment, and action. Okay, how much you know about a person ought to be as much as you're willing to commit to that person ought to be mirrored by the actions you take for that person oh i like this so mm-hmm. knowledge commitment action so some people are like, oh, i've known him my whole life you know i think she's great or i think he's great yada 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 but you might only know them on the surface level you might not actually know their family history mm-hmm. you may not know uh you know, what they're like when they're angry or maybe they have some kind of mania or OCD or, you know, sometimes friends are just that, friends, Mm -hmm. surface level. Uh, But when it comes to relationships, that's why you want to go through the dating phase first. In this phase, you're getting to know somebody. You really shouldn't be all that committed, right? Mm -hmm. You you should be, in fact, if you're only dating one person, I think you're overcommitted. That's a personal opinion. People do what they want to do. But I believe in the dating scenario, 
that's what you're doing. You're dating. Mm-hmm. You're not in a solid monogamous situation yet. But that's knowledge based. Mm-hmm. You don't know this person. Uh, so why would you commit your all to this person and follow that with action that says, I'm only going to do this for this, 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 and this. Now, that, I mean, obviously that, that has layers and we can get into that later, but dating then evolves into relationship, okay? And now, every interaction you have with somebody develops a relationship of sort, you know what I'm saying? So basically, I can go to the bank and if I'm at the bank constantly, I'm growing a rapport or relationship with my bank, you know what I'm saying? We have this understanding uh, I've, I've built that, but I'm not trying to be in a relationship mm. with my teller or banker. You hear what I'm saying? So when it comes to dating, though, when I say relationship, I mean, you've dated. You, you've dated this girl. You dated that girl or for, for ladies or whomever. How, I want to be gender specific here. But uh, you've dated around and you said, you know, this person meets the most of my criteria maybe not all of it you know 60 70 percent you know 80 percent i know (laughs) some people have some high standards but Mm -hmm. you know they meet just that threshold that nobody else was willing to get to or able to get to and you're like you know what i want to make this a relationship and then that's when you start to get to where you cut off all your other ties and start Mm -hmm. to focus on this person and get to know even more about this person you, you have that talk about, you know, are y'all going to be in an open relationship? Because that's still a thing. Mm-hmm. Or y'all just want to close it off and get serious. Uh, whatever. But you make that, you have that talk. And that's another big thing about relationships. And what I expect to have is conversation and communication. So, anyway. Uh, yeah, so that, you know, these pillars are constant. You know, they're always a turning thing. It's never like know set in stone this is only how much I'm ever going to know about a person it's a growing thing so the more you know you get to make a judgment on your level of commitment based on how much you know a person right so if you know a lot about a person and you're not willing to commit to them that's a safe zone to be in Mm. but if you know nothing about a person and you're willing to commit all to them Mm. that ain't that ain't balanced that's crazy Mm -hmm. (laughs) just putting yourself up for some some problems What does a person need to know? What does a person need to know? I kind of feel like that's, I guess that depends on your walk in life. You know, like, what do you need to know? What what I personally need to know, I, I know my goal in life, my mission is to have my own, <laughs> it sounds silly, but my own empire, my own kingdom. Oh, no, right? that's not silly at all. So, that's mighty. I know, but, you know, I ain't, well, we'll, we'll get to that, but. The, that being said, you know, that's what I want. So what I need to know is that this person is competent with finances. Mm-hmm. I need to know that this person has ambition and vision. I need to know that I'm, because if I want a trophy wife, understand that that's what you are. Mm-hmm. And trophies sit on the shelf. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. they can get replaced by bigger trophies later on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being real. That's what it's, I mean, hey, if that's your thing in life is you want to be a trophy wife, know that trophies get dusted. Yeah. 
Well, superficial. <laughs> someone would say it's box. superficial. So you're saying that's not that's not what you're looking that's for. You're looking, looking for yeah. the substance yeah. of somebody that is yeah. good with finances that like yeah. has good with finances has that drive. You know, it, I mean, educated is is not They're compatible. Yeah, yeah, compatible. I'm not looking mm-hmm. really like she ain't got to have a PhD or she ain't even have a, have to be a bachelor's degree. In fact. If all she has is a GED, but she got street smarts mm-hmm. and can hold a conversation, mm-hmm. I'm good, you know. But yeah, yeah I somebody that is can no be basic. self-educated doesn't yeah. necessarily have to be formal education. Yeah. Someone who's gonna be a partner with you in your empire. A partner, a partner mm-hmm. in my empire. Right. Don't, don't sit there and be like, oh, Yo, you know, oh, I got this great idea. Um, I'm gonna go get my nails. I, I don't mind paying for nails and all that, but what I'm saying is, like, don't let your beauty be the only thing you bring to the table. And for damn right. sure, don't tell me you are the table, because that's going to be the end of that conversation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just be a real. Um, you were saying three areas. Knowledge, commitment, and action. You said there was dating and relationships at some point. People are going to date, and da- people date how they date. As hopefully, people's boundaries are being respected. not respected, and there's, yeah. like, open communication, and people are not being deceived or let on, right? Then you're going to go into that commitment, or which is a relationship. Is this a close or open relationship? Whatever, whatever, but we're going to get a relationship, okay? So that's going into commitment was, is the relationship part of that. Mm-hmm. And then what's the action? Your third right, so pillar. The, the actions kind of lay upon, like... So you're committed to a person. You say, okay, cool, I'm willing to commit to this person to this degree. Uh, then you need to match that. So say, like, uh, I don't want to explain commitment. What you're willing to sacrifice. How much you're willing to sacrifice of yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So, and that's going to show proof <coughs> in your actions. So, like, say you're dating somebody and they get put, locked in jail, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, you don't know this person, but you overcommitted. So now you're getting somebody out of jail and you mm-hmm. don't even really fully understand the scope of their mm-hmm. world to understand why you keep having to constantly get them out of jail. Mm-hmm. There might be some things you need to pump the brakes and slow down on. Mm-hmm. Uh, or get to know them and then at least now you know consciously what kind of situation you're in so you don't get caught up uh, the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Or uh, let's take it even more basic than that and and don't get me wrong, I'm not super religious or whatever, uh, but I think one of the, the things that kind of gets strong for people is sex. Like, if you can't, mm-hmm. this whole friends with benefits thing, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a, slow it down. Because mm-hmm. somebody's going to catch feelings. That just is what it is. Mm-hmm. You might have, you might be one the one person on one side. I was like, yeah, I can have friends with benefits. They might be able to, but the other person might actually desire you and is hoping that they're giving you enough of themselves that you'll change your mind. Mm -hmm. That person is not living in reality, (laughs) (laughs) and that's just what that is. Yeah, it's a mighty road. So Mm. I'm just saying, that's what I mean by your actions, like what you do. uh, So your knowledge, your commitment, friends with benefits, your friends... You're committed to having benefits. Your action is having sex. The outfall is you don't really know each other enough to be committed like that. Now you're doing this thing. You have expectations that you are trying to force upon somebody who doesn't want to even come close to those expectations. Mm-hmm. Now you living in hell while they like, what the fuck? I'm going to move on. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Why set yourself up like that? That's, mm-hmm. that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, so that's what it should look like, right? Like, that's that would be, like, the paradigm of, like, how you conceptualize a relationship that makes sense, a commitment that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So let's that's talk about... Reality. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, how you got there, right? You, uh-huh. you formed that probably out of... Experience. Yeah. Out of some experiences. To, to the point where you say your three pillars, and you, you've talked about it before, and you've listed it in, Zach the, 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 in that way yeah. and explained it. We've, we've had conversations like... Did you read that from somewhere? Or you developed it, or yeah, developed. watch people are gonna be like writing it down. Like, what's all this? It's great. Nah, it's cool. I so I uh man, I ain't no I ain't uh, how do I say this? Um, hmm. Yeah, I'm no saint. Uh, I've had many relationships uh, of sorts, if you will, um, situations mostly. Uh, I've witnessed firsthand how uh, sex can ruin a good thing. I've witnessed firsthand how jealousies play out, how in the dating world, uh, if it's not spoken, if communication is not clear, you know, people have these expectations because it wasn't spoken out loud. Somebody went against that. And so they like, you know, the brain went on fritz and was like, yo, what? Why you do that? And now cars are, you know, tires getting slashed, houses mm. getting broken into, people shooting at each other and craziness. Yeah. I've seen it. I've been in it. I've uh, dealt with it. And I was like, how how did all of this play out? You know, you got to have you got to have enough self-awareness to look back on a situation and not just say, man, she was crazy. You need to see what you did in there what you allowed to happen mm. and so what I allowed a lot of times was like I don't really know this chick so now I'm like okay well we, I don't really like her like I thought I did now I'm moving on well she might not have been like that she might have been thinking like, oh, this is going to go into the future and we'll work past this and it'll get mm-hmm. over you know what I'm saying I ain't, I ain't putting all the blame on ladies I mean it's mm-hmm. you know now there's that's a level it. of integrity I think one needs to have yeah and you gotta have integrity you know I mean I know I've done my dirt I know I've done dirt but yeah. that being said I mean it's it's a two way street I've had girls do me the same way you know what I'm saying like straight up in the car <laughs> riding with my homies we drunk or whatever I get out uh, she been crushing on my dude and I ain't know it and he been crushing on her oh. and I was we was like yeah whatever and then they start making out in front of me and I'm like I'm gonna have to cut both y'all in front of you? Yeah, almost. At uh, first, I was like, but Am I, I seeing what I'm seeing? This, yeah, I was like, am I seeing this shit? Like, are you, okay, one of y'all going to have to die today. <laughs> like, I'm going to jail. But then I thought about it. I was like, I was like, you know what? They knew each other before me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They just never took it there. And so he saw me treating her right and how mm. she was treating me. And it's hard to heart. He probably was feeling some kind of way. Yeah. Uh... And whatever, and I was like, you know what? I'm, I mean, I'm just jumping into this situation. Honestly, man, it's not worth the headache. And, and I mean, I let things go. So, oh man, I mean, you got played whatever. It's like a couple or some shit. I'm like, motherfucker, please. <laughs> I was smashing. <laughs> I, was, I was getting in it too, bro. I was like, hey, what the fuck you smoking? But nah, it's just like, you got to think about it. You got to think of things through before you let your actions end you up in jail. So I was like, okay, let me calm down think this through uh yeah 
I've seen the pictures in the past when they was hanging out, having a good time. They look real close. And I asked the question, man, what do mm-hmm. you feel about it? Sure. Her? You know what I'm saying? I asked, you know, so I stepped into that. Should have just not even been a part of it. So I got to take my L on that. But that being said, uh, it was dirty. Could have been done a better way. Drunk or no drunk. People know what you're doing when you're drunk. I ain't never been so drunk where I didn't know. But uh, I'm going to leave that alone because it's another topic that I'm yeah, going to get into. Yeah, different. So. But uh, mm-hmm. that being said, you know, I've been cheated on. Uh, I've also dated women three months into the relationship. Uh, and, or the dating ship. And she's like, yeah, uh, we're going to have to cut this off because my husband coming home. <gasps> and I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> I know, I'm saying, yo, this actually happened. Whoa. I'm not going to say the place. I was seeing this woman. And uh, I met her in church. Oh Lord! No, <laughs> oh, for real. I better in church. I, I hope they're not listening. I'm just probably, I mean, you oh, might even right. know it is what it is on the internet <laughs> now. But I met her in church, and uh, everything was good. We was doing, you know, singing whatever. She invited me over for dinner. I went over, had dinner and dessert. Halfway Wait. through dessert, she was like, "What was for dessert?" <laughs> Use your imagination. <laughs> so, I just want to clarify <laughs> for listeners, it wasn't just like, you know. Use your imagination. So anyway, she, you know, she was just like, have some, have some dessert. I'm like, yeah, all right. So in the middle of dessert, she was like, I got to tell you something. I'm like, what's up? I figured she was going to say something like freaky. Don't ruin my appetite, girl. You know what I'm saying? I figured she was going to say something <laughs> freaky, like, I want to do this or that. And I was like, oh, I'm down for it. Nah, she was like, I'm married. I'm like... <gasps> I'm like, I met you in church. I'm like, my soul is so going to hell. Like, I don't even need to be baptized. I just hey, burn the water up. Just, just evaporated because, you know. So I'm like, uh, you know, so this is happening. This is a two-way street when it comes to knowledge, mm-hmm. passion, and commitment. Mm-hmm. I didn't know her well enough to have been doing oh, all I of that. And I set myself oh, up. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Because we're back to how you developed you know all that. Yeah. How, de- how I developed all this was all these experiences. Was like, I didn't know her enough to yeah. be doing all that shit. And now I got, now come to find out, the dude, her husband, was a deacon in the church. Mm. On deployment. <gasps> on deployment? Yeah. So oh, I'm like, I'm like, I'm worse. like, God. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm yeah. like, for real? Oh, you're killing me. So I'm like, all right. So, so I take that, you know, and I said, you know what, uh, I got to do better. I got to do better. I got to get to know what I, who I'm dealing with. Because, I, like I said, you know, uh, I, I do one day want to have a family of my own and all that. And uh, karma's a mug. So. <laughs> yeah, it is. But I think that's I it's positive, like, yeah, the way, because right. there's a lot of people that take a bad experience and say, this is why you can't trust women. Mm-hmm. And you did something different, which is, this is why I should know this woman better. This is how I cope when I'm getting control the situation. Right, when I'm getting involved with somebody, the mm-hmm. lesson is, I should know the women I'm dating better, not just, like, women are awful. Uh, Lynn, or, Lizzie, do you have any, like, kind of pillars or anything you've developed or anything? Or anything uh, that you look for? Um, no. <laughs> I think I have, um like tales of warning signs really yeah i, I mean mm-hmm. yeah i think i have what i have are deal breakers based mm-hmm. on things that i've been through 
Mm-hmm. Um, things like, you know, like drug use, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. What kind of drug use? Um, somebody that has like problematic drug use, not mm-hmm. like somebody that enjoys a drink or enjoys the occasional joint or something like that. Right. That's not what I think of when I think of like problematic drug use, but. Um, I dated somebody in college that was, um, I thought at the time that I was really, really in love with and was a very charismatic person, but he was also, you know, somebody that was heavily into his drug use. And I didn't really understand that until I was already giving him like $500 and, mm-hmm. and this is talking about like a college student that does not have $500 to give. Um, and um, had been mistreated and kind of embarrassed at a party. He, um, uh, I think I, I, like I bent over, I was at my apartment and this was a party of like his friends, right? This wasn't, these weren't my friends. Um, And he had some friends over after work and I bent over and he could see like a little bit of my underwear. And so he grabbed like into my jeans, like my underwear and told one of his friends to grab the front. Um. And they pulled me back and forth and it humiliated me and it was very it was very abusive right Uh like and this was somebody that I thought at the time that like I was like really in love with and I was like trying it's like one of those things like where you start digging yourself a deeper and deeper hole right not having like the knowledge of somebody Uh that um, all the things that come with them but over committing you know this Uh is very much that Uh um and so but you know he was a musician I thought he was an artist and um, he really had no understanding of what he did wrong or why I would be upset about it and um, invited me to go down the street, do peyote with his friends. Um, I said no. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then we broke up after that, thankfully. Um, but, like, that's one that's, – so that's one thing that, like, I just – I just can't be around, period. You know, it just brings up a lot of bad memories, and it's something that's, like, I'm just not willing to dip my, my toe into that pond again. Mm-hmm. Um I, and then, um, some, some other themes, like I, I think I had to learn, learn even harder lessons, like people that were, um, um, significantly older than myself and maybe successful, but very emotionally unavailable. Mm -hmm. Um, that's been like a, maybe a pattern of a toxic relationship that's been really hard to distance myself from over time. Um. But I think I have learned the lesson of somebody that is at least generally age appropriate, that has some availability, something to offer me, yeah. is what I'm looking for. And if you don't have that, then I'm not going to like try to keep forcing the puzzle pieces because it's just going to lead to me like um, dealing, coping with that, that tension and that pressure, and I'm going to be wrestling with it by myself, you right. know? Right. Um, so those are those are my types of like toxic relationship lessons that I've learned. You know, some, some I have completely overcome and were just things I had to deal with once. Um, and then some I've had to wrestle with repeatedly over time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. What about you and Tweezy? Um, I, come on, Tweezy, shit. Well, I mean, yeah, I've had a history of, over committing before or like dreaming this person into being like my future whatever and we're gonna ride off into the sunset or something like that and it wasn't the healthy thing and I I really 
really had to pull myself aside and notice the pattern. I'm giving way too much to someone who's not in that space with me. And then what I noticed, though, is that any time I was like, okay, goodbye, they always ended up coming back. Or what was I thinking? Or mm. you are really a great woman. Or I was, and then by then I was already, once mm-hmm. the time had went on, it was like looking back and like I've grown since then. Yeah. But it was painful. I mean, I, I've, I've cried over guys that I, I wasn't crying over every guy, but I've definitely cried before feeling some type of way or like, how could this person do this to me? And I really didn't care about them. But then once you start kind of growing in your standards and wait a minute, what are our values that this me and this person share, you know, or, um, okay, we may have had chemistry in some way, but are we compatible? Yes. You know, um, or maybe I like that aspect of them, but is it really realistic, realistic long-term? So yeah, I've had my share and really now I'm not so rigid to where I'm like cut people off, like, like it'd be mean or anything, but it's more like, if I don't see the the things that I am really looking for long-term in a partner, it's okay. Like to be attracted to the person, but, but that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're attractive. I, I love that part of you, but it's not what I'm looking for in a partner. I will say, as I, that's something I've really noticed about myself. Like, as I've grown and matured, I think I used to be in a really, like, reactive place where if, it, if something wasn't working out, then it was like, then you're the bad guy and I hate you. <laughs> Versus, mm-hmm. like, I, I don't need to make you the bad guy. I don't need to stick around until you're the bad guy. Like, if we're not compatible, we're not compatible. And mm-hmm. I don't have to keep wrestling with that mm-hmm. to either make it so bad that it's that we've broken it or, or, you know, or try to figure out and force it. You know, I don't want to be that, um, I can do bad all by myself, but I'm an <laughs> independent woman, mm, kind of, because I really do want to be in a, in a partnership and loving marriage and all that, and mm. um, I don't want to just, I don't want to be in an unhealthy situation, and I'd rather just be on my own, like working on myself until... I feel like that that person comes along. Mm-hmm. But I'm not out here searching any streets and like, where is he at either? And I'm falling <laughs> in love with myself. I make love to myself. Now hear me <laughs> when I say I make love <laughs> to my mind. Take your mind, huh? I make love to my body. <laughs> Warm baths, exercising, mm-hmm. or whatever else that means to me. Sure. And my spirit, like, and, you know, when you start falling in love with yourself in a non-narcissistic way, I'm still in this journey, mm-hmm. then it's like, wow, I'm okay being with myself. Yeah, I would love a partnership, but that's okay right now. It's okay. Well, I think yeah, that's I, also, like, a very, like, inviting space for a partner to enter into mm-hmm. versus just, like, I'm just walking into chaos and... Mm-hmm. Like, who wants that, you know? Or, you know, I, I need this for validation. Like, and there's anxiety mm-hmm. yeah. attached and yeah. all this stuff going on. Why don't you like me? Right. Why don't you love yourself first so it don't have to be a question? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I get what you're saying. Yeah, and I agree totally. You do not want to be validated uh, through a relationship at all. Mm-hmm. You know, that should be a, a bonus, a plus, you know, mm-hmm. so. So we were talking a little earlier about um, the term alpha male and, you know, people, you know, 
have different ideas about it. Right. Um, Chris, as you're exploring this concept, yeah. right, uh, what are your thoughts about the term alpha male? Uh, all right, so full disclaimer, audience, <laughs> I do not know what the definition of these terms are, alpha male, beta male, uh, I think one sigma or zeta, uh, then there's other things. Uh, I know there are podcasts out there that mm-hmm. try to define it. Mm-hmm. They all seem kind of like hurt little boys trying to, <laughs> you know, be redefine themselves as men. Uh, you know, people do that when they go to college, out of high school, redefine themselves. Oh, you know, this time around, I'm going to be the number one guy. You know, I'm going to get all the ladies. I'm going to drive the nicest car. I'm going to have the most money, make the biggest impact. And it's kind of like, so you're not being true to who you are. Mm-hmm. That, to me, tells me that you're not an alpha. And you need validation from other people seeing what you have in life or, uh, or constantly feeling like you need to be needed. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, almost like a needy need person. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, honestly, I don't get this whole thing, you know, of this necessity uh, of needing to be an alpha male. I don't agree with it. Just be who you are. And if you, the world doesn't accept you, fuck them. I don't don't understand. (laughs) I don't understand. Now, uh, if I had to take a stab at what an alpha male is, we can look at a pack of wolves and say it's the leader. It's the leader. The, the alpha is uh, the strongest. Uh, may not be physically the strongest. Maybe he's the strongest in one aspect uh, and can lead the rest of the pack successfully through the wilderness. You know, let the wilderness be called life. And your pack, your boys, look at you and say, man, I want to be like him. I want to be like Mike. You know what I mean? Uh, that said, uh, what are you doing for your boys? What, you know what I'm saying? Other than getting them money, uh, causing them to have drama with all these mm-hmm. ladies talking about, oh, I'm going to show you how to pick up women. Okay, yeah, that's another person who has their own issues. And you're trying to teach men how to give them more issues and be the issue mm-hmm. that they have. You don't know these women. And you feel like, man, women... It's called snapped for a reason. <laughs> and it's mostly women for a reason. So good luck with that. I hope it works out well for you. Treat people with respect. That's so, all I got. That's say. like a concept of like understanding like success mm-hmm. and like what women would be attracted to. Like is that I mean, is that what you all under, understand when people say that's what that? It sounds like mm-hmm. that's all they seem to talk about as far as alphas. Like, like women and money. Women, money, success, Status. fame. That's alpha. Yeah. Well, you Maybe because you look at him like an alpha, or is it because he's an alpha because he doesn't consider himself an alpha, and he gets looked up to like that? So, mm-hmm. for instance, uh, people who don't take themselves or appear to not take themselves as seriously as everyone else takes them. Um, let's see. Who can I think of off top? Uh, Bill Gates. Right, uh, and people are gonna hate me for that, right? Because <laughs> Bill Gates is the monster of COVID and all this, but uh, so I've not once ever heard Bill Gates pat himself on the back. 
I don't think I've ever read anything mm. where Bill Gates pats himself on the back. Okay, and says, I'm, I'm this billionaire. I created all this. I'm the most important person. What I do hear a lot about is the Bill Gates and Melinda Foundation. Foundation. Now, there's conspiracy theories. Mm -hmm. There's all sorts of stuff out there about it. I don't know any much about that either, so I'm not going to talk on it. But all I'm going to say is I can see that he's trying to make an impact in the community with all the things that, all the money he's made, this, that, and the other. Mm -hmm. And maybe, you know, he's trying to control the world. I don't know. So you, but, <laughs> you would say he's an alpha male. Yeah, I would say he's an alpha. He may not be the fittest, strongest, he looks geeky as all get out. Mm -hmm. But if he used his knowledge, his gains, and said, you know what, I've got so much to give. Let me give back to the community. Let me improve people's lives, seriously. You know, not just give them more game or how to pick up women. Let me show them how to financially set themselves up generationally. Let me offer jobs. You know how I many, you could call yourself, <laughs> I think, I have a mentor, and he once told me his greatest joy is that he sends thousands of kids to college wow. each year. And I say, what are you talking about? Well, I'm not going to say, but he's a C, not C, I'm sorry. He's the country manager for a company. Country manager, mm -hmm. right? And uh, that means he's got thousands of employees. Mm hmm and so each one of his employees has kids. Mm. And all of his, them, he's been able to help the company grow so that he can afford each year to divvy up the money, look at, okay, okay, I get this much raise, I can do this, I can do that. Mm -hmm. And then he gets like, man, I love this company. I was able to send my daughter to college. Well, he's been managing for a while, so these are his skill sets have allowed this to happen. And he said it gives him the greatest joy. Mm. He doesn't take credit for it. But he said it just mm -hmm. gives him joy knowing that he's helping to he's provide participating that. participating in it. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like, man, okay, I can see this. Now, he was lifted up mm -hmm. into that position, right? And the people look at him and lifted him up and said, that's the one I want to follow. You know what I'm saying? So that's, I don't know. This, maybe it's more dynamic than just a single, you know, alpha Maybe we'll there's like so many different components that make up an alpha yeah. male, but yeah, like money, cars, and your ability to get women seems it's shallow. Just, it's so shallow, it's so like, superficial. It's like that's it. But that's what's kind of being mm. pumped in the culture, and a lot of people think that's yes. what it is. It's like an alpha male is that. What um, is, what is a, a man like worth attracting? Worth being in a relationship with? Mm -hmm. What what is like? What is success? Mm -hmm. What is you know? Who are we supposed to be attracted to? Like, all these things. Like, I, I would never date somebody that described himself as an alpha male. Like, mm -hmm. I just, I could weird. not take myself seriously. I could not take him seriously. <laughs> Dude, alpha male, My can you change oil? About, you know, when a man... <laughs> what, kind of, what kind of alpha male can't change oil in a car? Do you mow a yard? Oh, I pay people to do that. I don't get my nails dirty. <laughs> the fuck? But see, now we're assigning kind of like, uh, rules, like it's stereotypes. Because I think a, an I'm alpha male saying. can be an array of different kind of right. manifestations, right? No, no I mean, I mean, that's just an no, opinion No, it's somebody thing. that has, that's useful. Right. Right, right. in very w real, mm -hmm. real world ways. Yeah. yeah. But we were discussing earlier, you could have a janitor that's an alpha. Yeah, you can have any, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. He may not, he might be the janitor at your school, but he gives good advice. He's kept, he you know what I'm saying, like the way like he carries himself. In the, and, you know, and it's I've had hall monitors I looked up to when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. I was like, damn, man, I won't be like that dude. He's a hall monitor. Mm -hmm. I won't be like that dude just the way he carried himself. 
and I was a hellion. I was horrible. So I was like, damn, man, you got your shit together. You're a hard But just the way he carried himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Those inner qualities, are, for me, is what I think of when I think of an alpha male. And I heard someone was talking about an alpha male even knows when it comes to a woman, I'm not going to even manipulate her. Like, well, that's not mm-hmm. my place to... You, I think that was something mm-hmm. along the lines of maybe uh, yeah, that you yeah, were yeah. saying. Yeah, like, we talked about that. Like, um, oh, yeah, I could easily do this or get this from her. But that's not how I operate. And, like, mm-hmm. having that inner um, integrity... Yeah, you have your right. own inner compass, and yeah. you operate to that compass versus, mm-hmm. like, what people will or won't find out about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, do you awesome. see yourself getting married, having kids? Who, me? Yeah. You? You're in your oh. mid-30s, so... I mean, we got to put it all out there like this. <laughs> I mean, but I think it's important <sighs> for the listener to kind of... Well, you know what? We, we didn't even <laughs> describe, like, okay... What do you do with your educational background? Oh, like, your, oh. have you ever been married? Do you have kids? This stuff should have, we could have talked about this in the beginning so that, you know, but anyway, just a little a overview of like who you are, like, so that the people can uh, identify with you. All right, so yeah, I've got a bachelor's in engineering. What uh, type of engineering? Mechanical engineering. Okay. A bachelor's mm-hmm. in mechanical engineering. Uh, I'm a veteran, uh, so. I didn't I'm know that. Yep, yeah. yeah. Uh, what branch of service, if you don't mind saying? Uh, based upon that whole story and background, I guess. Okay. <laughs> he <laughs> might not want to say. Okay. All right. Fair Thank enough. You. <laughs> Thank you for serving. Okay. Yeah, I'm already going to hell. I don't need that. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah. Uh, let's say, uh, what was the other question? Have you ever been married? Do you have kids? Oh, no, no, no. I've never been married. Uh, so, I will never talk on topics about marriage and how to have a successful marriage. I don't know nothing about that. And I don't have kids, so I can't tell you how to raise kids. Uh, <laughs> so, okay. but uh, yeah, I do I do want all of that. You know, I think I've gotten to this point in my life where uh, I'm successful. You know, I make six figures and uh, you know, I'm doing me. You know, I've got my, I've got my vehicles. Mm-hmm. I've got my house. I've got a successful career. I've got what I need. Uh, now I'm just looking for what I want. So, All right. And that's basically <laughs> where I'm at. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Do you? That's interesting that you say you got what you need. Now you're yeah. looking for what you want. Yeah. Okay. Knowledge, commitment, action. Okay. <laughs> just, um, okay. You know, some people will say, well, that's maybe what I need. Like, you know, I need to have these particular things. That, I mean, do you mm-hmm. need to be married and have kids? Or you feel like no, it's, a, no. it's a big option? Or Being married and having kids is always optional. There's nothing, not even the Bible tells you that you need to get married. It says it quite clearly. I think Saul said it. Uh, if you can't, Paul? well... After. He went into Paul, so Paul. just because he okay. was a new. We gotta honor okay. him. Okay, we gotta honor it, Paul. Okay. Paul, Paul. Okay. Just so Paul said, uh, if you uh, if you can't uh, rein Ma- it in, mm-hmm. get married. Paul, but get he married. was sold to yeah. the Lord. He was fine yeah. with just being he on said, his own and being with the Lord. Be if you can't do it, get married so that you can get that out your system and then focus here on the Lord. Okay, he said, but I'd rather you not get married rather you just be like me and focus on the Lord but since you can't because your loins <laughs> is hot go mm. out there find you a wife nah, okay. <laughs> no but that being said though like I said I understand the game like I spoke about this earlier you know 
I, again, we talk about, you know what? There's a perfect example of an <laughs> alpha male in the Bible. Perfect example. Ew. I ain't talking about David. I ain't talking about Solomon. I ain't talking about none of these. You're jokes. talking about Samson. I'm not definitely not Samson. Oh. <laughs> Dad, nigga was a simp. Anyway, oh, yeah. hey, I'm sorry about my N word. I know I can't. You, he, you, can you need it. to beat that. You can use N word, right? You probably should. No, no, I, but no, probably should ask me. Yeah, I know. I'm not asking you, Like, what? No, but I would say, um, nah. don't refer to the, the people in the Bible, the, you know, right as niggas. Like, we don't want to do that. Well, he was black, so. Well, you know he was black. I ain't gonna Delilah. Look, I, we not gonna get. Okay. Me. I'm gonna keep so it on the show. Was Adam? No, Adam not, wasn't. Let me get back to my point. My point is, Jesus is, was the alpha male. <laughs> Who can walk on I'm water not, like that? We are not getting Who into can turn that water topic. To wine? I'm gonna tell you the one person that stuck out <laughs> to me as an alpha <laughs> in the Bible. Joe. Boaz. Oh, Boaz. Boaz is now. I don't know who that is. You need to read the I, Book of Ruth. Every I'm passionate about the book of Ruth. I am. Oh. I'm, passionate, about all the time. I'm passionate about the book of Ruth because I am looking. That's my middle name. For she, she always going there. <laughs> I'm only, her parents very religious. I'm not going there. But, anyway. mm. <laughs> but Ruth, Ruth, uh, yeah. Let Let's just put it to you like that. You read the book of Ruth. Uh, that'll help you relation. Yeah. Help you in your relationships. If you okay. just read, I know my list, listeners are like, oh, the religious. I've heard part of it. Off. Listen, what I'm telling you, I'm not a very religious man. I just read the Bible because I had to growing up, and then I read it again because I wanted to understand what I read as a child. So, what I'm telling you is the book of Ruth is eye opening. Okay? Boaz, so I'm going I'm to break it down mm-hmm. in summary. Okay. But I still want you to go read it okay. for your own benefit. Oh, well. Wait, I don't want any spoilers. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm read it. Harry Potter stuff. So, uh, so Ruth, right, married into uh, this family, and her husband died, and mm-hmm. her sister-in-law's husband died, and their father-in-law died. Mm-hmm. All the men died. And so the mom, the mother-in-law, was like, y'all, Ruth and the, the sister-in-law, Y'all go back to your respective countries and all this other stuff. I'm going back home. And Ruth was like, nah, you've treated me well. I'm going to stay with you and go with you. Mm-hmm. Sister-in-law was like, deuces, I'm out. And so Ruth and the mother-in-law go back home. And uh, Ruth uh, is told by her mother-in-law, she's like, what are we going to do? She's like, well, you need to go out there to that field and pick you know, wheat or whatever and bring that home. Okay. Or just go work for this in this field. And um, Ruth says, okay, cool, I'll go do that. But before she goes, mom says, don't you talk to none of them boys out there in that field. You stay focused, mm. and you pick that, that crop. That's all you need to do. Don't now, be out here in these uh, Don't fields. be out here in these, in these fields <laughs> with these. <laughs> these young men. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I haven't read the story yeah. of Ruth as well. Yeah. I'm gonna have to read it. Yeah, you're gonna have to read the story. So, so the young men back then are the same as young men now. Everybody mm-hmm. trying to get, you know, everybody's a squirrel. That's all I'm saying. So Ruth's mm-hmm. mom was like, "Leave them squirrels alone. Go out there and uh, and, and work in the fields working. These, these fields working. 
So Ruth, being obedient, being a good woman, she was like, all right, cool, I can do that. So she goes out there, she's in the field, she's working hard, she's, you know, getting that, her life together. That's, this is an analogy, this is an allegory, I'm sorry, about, and a lot of people read it as truth, but I read it as an allegory. She goes out into the field, aka life, she's getting her stuff okay. together, her degree, all right. her job. She's taking care of her body. She's in the gym. That's she's what I'm spiritually doing. in line. She's spiritually in line. Mm. She's this. She's that. And that she's not. She's not messing with them squirrels. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Wait. So. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. So she's not messing with them squirrels, right? So what oh, happens? I she said something else. Sorry. Go ahead. Okay. So what happens is, uh, Boaz, the on the owner of all the land like that's his land that's his property those are his crops these are the workers working for him Mm -hmm. he sees her now so we we like yo who is that she's working hard and she's not talking to any of these dudes she's staying focused what does that tell me in that moment there's other females out there there's other females out there but guess what they doing they finding a place in the crops to mess with them squirrels and not get seen. Mm. Now Boaz is, you know, he's a, he's, he's an alpha. He knows the game. He don't play in it, but he know it. Know how to run it and move them chess pieces. Okay. So, so a chess piece is a beta, right? And the chess mm. master, the player, is the alpha. Mm. And so you can't never escape the vision of the alpha while you think you're in the cut doing something. He's like, nah, whatever. I'll let that happen. He ain't worried about you right now. Mm-hmm. But now he sees this piece over here that's in a perfect position doing whatever she needs to be doing to be, like, getting work done. Mm-hmm. He says, you know what? Yo, she's very faithful to staying true to what she's supposed to be out here doing. Hey, you, go make sure she gets extra. So he's like, yeah, send her home with extra. So she shows up at home with extra, and her mom's like, where you get all that from? Mm-hmm. Oh, Boaz gave it to me for being dutiful. It's like, oh, really? And so mom was peeping game. So he noticed you. Good. Mm. This is what I want you to do. Now, mind you, this was the setup for her to get hooked up with Boaz in the first place by mama. Mama was running this game. So, I'm sorry, spoilers alert. Anyway. But, uh, hey, here we I'm go. sorry. I was trying to, you know, I didn't want to give it all. But I wanted to read it first. It is context. It is context. Mama, was, mama knew what she was doing, right? Mama knew what she was doing. So she was like, yeah, so this is what you're going to do. Now that he's noticed you, you've been out in the field, you've been taking care of business, you've been doing this, you're going to go and have dinner with him, a.k.a. go on a date. You're going to pour him his wine. You're going to make him feel good, mm. a.k.a. stroke his ego. You're going to make him feel like he does shit. And then he's going to get tired and sleepy. He's going to go lay down. And guess what you going to go do? You go go lay down at the bottom of the bed by his feet. Oh. And now this is you lost me. I'm like, I'm a, that's old school. We ain't Hold on, wait a minute. You, you'll find you'll figure it out in a moment. You figure it out in a moment. Alright, so uh so you go lay down at the end of the, the foot of the bed, basically. Mm. Lay down by the foot of the bed. Don't don't oh, lie in the head. I'm a Listen, listen, don't 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 listen. What I'm saying is don't lay in the bed. You know oh, what I'm saying? Don't, don't, be, don't, be, don't be so thirsty mm. that you jump in the bed. Just be there waiting for him when he wake up. Boom. Be there. Be available. Because after oh. drink, after watching you work, after noticing you, 
after you treated him so kindly and stroked his okay. ego, guess what Boaz did when he woke up? And then Boaz begat Ruth. Oh. I don't know if the audience knows this, but wherever you read the word begat, that's that's fucking. So, <laughs> oh. good luck. Read your Bible Wait. again. You about to be impressed. <laughs> is it, or is it making love? He made love to her. Sure. Uh, <laughs> sure. I want to know what the... <laughs> because, because David begat Bathsheba, by the way. Okay. Solomon begat all them wives, by the way, who who then had children. Begat, begat, begat. Okay, begat. Well, that's What's wrong with me that when you said, you're like, okay, now he gets tired, he goes to bed, I'm like, and then she kills him. Mm. There's something wrong with you. <laughs> you watch too much <laughs> Lifetime, Murder Time, Network. That's what that this is. is like, <laughs> but what ends up happening is uh, Boaz, they, you know, they, they do the dirty, whatever. And, uh, yeah, so Boaz wakes up and he's like, damn, man, I did this thing, but I got to go about doing this the right way, right? I got, I need to marry her. I can't just keep sleeping with her. Oh. You see what okay. I'm saying? She's a good woman. Mm. And so he goes to his, he goes down the rain and their traditions and all this other stuff. But, but the reason my point it is, um, no, I'm not looking for a woman to be up under me and all that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you can tell. I ain't looking for all that. But what I am looking for is, well, is she out here messing around with these squirrels? Nope, that's a no. Uh, is she active in pursuing what she came out here to do? Or is she just kind of in the field, just, you know, avoiding going home so she can text all day? No, not good. Okay. Uh, does she have ambition? No, huh. does she? Uh, you know, these are things I'm looking for. Now, mm-hmm. does that mean, am I a squirrel or am I alpha? I don't know. I'll let somebody else make that decision. But I know where I've where I've come from. I know what I'm looking for. I'm serious about it, and it is what it is. I make my money. I do my thing. I'm active in my community. Do I have a bunch of squirrels working for me? Some would say yes. <laughs> Some would say, bruh, yeah, as an engineer, sometimes, you know, you lead projects, and that's what that is, but um, it is what it is. That's just a book that I enjoy out of the Bible as far as understanding roles, but hey. Do you think you're like Ruth, you know, working in the field and doing what you need to do in your life and just not, I mean, virtuous woman type of? I don't know that I'm... Uh, I don't know that I would describe myself as virtuous, but I am a hardworking woman and I definitely have like my own goals and I'm definitely out there working, making things happen of my own volition, not because somebody's over me making me. I have my own vision for what my, which is good. what my life looks like. I think that's great. It really is. Mm-hmm. And you, that's the point. Like, yeah, Ruth's mom was like the pimp, but <laughs> but what I'm saying Maybe is you're just encouraging her, or, like as a young or encouragement. Oh, I'm sorry, pimp is wrong. Pimp is wrong. But uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Look, I hey, I'm, I'm still working on me. I say no, it's shit. Okay. You know, it's okay. I know I need. But kind of advising her because really the goal was hey, be married, right? I mean, yeah, once I read the story, was, I'll understand more too. 
But yeah. I was paraphrasing a lot, y'all. So make sure you read that book. Don't go try and quote me. <laughs> uh, go read the book of Ruth before y'all quote me. But uh, yeah. I think it's important that we kind of talk about our own experiences with toxic relationships. Maybe one that really sticks out, that we learned a lot about ourselves. Maybe there were some mistakes along the way, but we have compassion for ourselves now because we know that this is a journey of learning as we're going to meet our, our, our partner, um, our future partner. So, okay. who wants to go first? Hmm. Me? Mm-hmm. You go first, Lindsay. Um... I'm trying to think of something that, like, I feel like I could share. <laughs> that I could <laughs> put right, out into right, the into the universe. Give me kind of an overview. Um, I mean, something I've really learned about, you know, what is toxic for me is someone that will fight with me about like what my own needs are. And um, instead of, like, us acknowledging, like, hey, you're just not meeting my needs. But it's not that my needs aren't important or they're not valid. Um, It's that you are not in a position to meet my expectations and and my needs. Um, But the idea that um, somehow um, what I expect is too much or is somehow wrong, um, I think is very toxic. Or has been for me. Um, so, like, if I expect to be called a certain amount of times per week, that's that's what I expect. And I think I'm in a place where I can look at that and be like, yeah, I think that is a reasonable expectation. And if you're you're not you're not able to meet those needs, or that seems unreasonable for you, then we're just not compatible. Versus, I'm somehow um, an unreasonable person. So I think that that has been, like, a journey in, like, just, like, really, like, radical acceptance, right? We talk in, like, uh, DBT about what radical acceptance is, and that's accepting things exactly as they are, not as we wish them to be, not as maybe they will be next week or in two years from now, um, but exactly it is right now, that's that's what I, if you are seeing it, you can believe it, (laughs) you know, and I'm seeing you. Um, not communicate with me in a way that I would expect. So guess what? I'm believing it. Um, so that's been uh, a major learning point for me in, in terms of um, disentangling myself from toxic relationships. I would like to ask about that, if at all possible. I want to respect that that is exactly what it is, your expectation. But it's also the expectation of many, many women. Uh, I don't know too many guys who are like, oh, man, she hasn't called me or, you know, I've never had that conversation. But I have had this conversation with a lot of the women I've dated. Uh, I, myself, am not a caller. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not a texter. I'm not a caller. Uh, like where I'm going to be on the phone. Oh, it takes only two seconds. How long does it take Chris to type a text? Uh, five seconds. You couldn't text me for five seconds? I wasn't on your mind. Well, couldn't you? <laughs> and, well, see, that's the thing. It's like, so I, I think about that, and I'm like, okay, well, my grandparents have been married 60-something years, way before, tough, like, the invention of, like, since before we had dial-up. Mm-hmm. They had the rotary thing, right? And I think even that was new. So, 
but they're together 60 years and they don't know how to use a cell phone to text, call, or none of that. But what I'm, what I'm getting at is they survived, even when they were distances apart, states apart, mm-hmm. they survived a marriage for 60 something years. And it seems like there's this new age need for constant validation that a relationship is strong through everyday communication. I've not, my grandparents, I've talked to them about it. They're like, yeah, it wasn't like that for us. Like, it wasn't, so I don't know. And respectfully, I mean, you know, that, that, that's cool. But, I mean, they grew up in a different generation, different True. time. Maybe the way they, they, maybe that's their standard for their relationship. But for you, so, okay, one day goes by. Okay, and in what phases is it? The dating phase or the relationship phase? Commitment phase. Relationship. So, in a relationship phase, we are committed to each other. Well, actually, we find this out during the dating phase. Okay. But during the dating phase, everything's fine. Then we get to relationship phase. I usually present myself at 100% or at least enough to where you know, at least in this perspective, since I've known, I know, right, knowledge, I know that this is an issue that a lot of women have an issue with. I bring it up and say, I am not that kind of guy who's going to text you or call you all day. So if we get to the relationship phase or stage and you are expecting a change in that, that sounds like an expectation you didn't voice after I clearly stated that this and is And you demonstrated. You didn't only state, you demonstrated yeah. that. So what was it two days go by? I can go, I can go two, three. I can go a week. A I'm week? Fine. For somebody you're in a relationship with? Yeah. Oh. I can so, go a week. I so don't say she... <laughs> Okay. But I'm also, like I said, military. So if I'm overseas in Afghanistan, mm-hmm. or so if I'm overseas in Iraq, that's when you're overseas. But you're in town. You're not. You're, I've you're dated not. long distance a lot in my life. So okay, sometimes, so like, so if I'm dating somebody and they're this long distance, uh-huh. and we don't get to talk, or if I'm working different shifts, I've got to work. Uh, you know, the graveyard. I'm talking like uh, ten to six in the morning. You're asleep during the night and then I'm sleep during the day I might send you a text when okay, I wake up so that's or like I a, might not okay, so you're don't never, think that we're not I don't still like you it's just life is life yeah we all get busy like yeah, you know and we all have our you know you know but okay so you're saying you're okay here in a relationship with someone you're romantically involved mm-hmm. you're at a point where you're we're like really together together okay. and three days can go by where no text no call so how does she know that you're? How does she know that you're committed? You're there. You're engaged. Because somebody can be in a relationship and not be engaged mm-hmm. in okay. a relationship. So how, how does she know that you're engaged? Because we're in a relationship by that point. We've gone past the dating stage to find out what my who I am. That's what I'm saying about the knowledge, commitment, action. A lot of people want that stuff. Like some people think when I say dating stage, oh, it's only going to be a couple of days, maybe some weeks. No, it's, usually it's according. It's Two, and that's not months, terrible on a four. dating stage. But. So after four months, if you've not gotten this, oh, okay, that's really how what it is. What are you doing instead? Instead of contacting her, what, would, what are you doing instead? Working on self, building what I told you, an empire. Working on, like, reading these books, taking classes. Like, I'm usually busy. Or and when, if I'm not busy, knocked out sleep. Oh, but I think that goes into, like, what you're saying, like, about action. What are you willing to do to show that person, like, hey, I care about Mm -hmm. you, I'm thinking about you? Okay, I understand that. 
I get that. And if that's what if that's what she requires is every day, but yet she knows it's not my norm. If I miss a day or two, don't have a heart attack. So what is she willing to do, right? Like, that's is what there I'm is if there you're a not willing to, compromise willing, space? That's what I'm saying. Is I'm telling you up front mm-hmm. that that's not my norm. Okay, I'll give it. I'll I'll put forth the effort. But if I miss a day, know that I'm not sweating it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I expect you not to sweat it because we've already talked about this, and it shouldn't be a whole. Oh, uh, that sounds pretty reasonable. Like that's what I thought would be reasonable, but no. You didn't call me for two days. The whole two days. I don't know. For me, like... Who's that bitch? <laughs> and I'll ask you, Lindsay. For me, I, I... There are days where I wake up and I try to get an exercise in or whatever. And then I get to work. Work is, like, crazy. Yeah. I get off work. I have something. Maybe it's our podcast we're doing. Um... I gotta cook. I gotta wash clothes. There's so much, and then you but forget. I think I still think about the person. Say I'm in a dating stage or or really relationship stage. I would imagine me thinking about the person. So I may, hey, you know, I'm busy today, but I hope you're doing good. Or there have been times where I'm me even in a dating phase with somebody, and I would just send them like, you know, hey. Hope you had a good day. Good night, little moon. Or I, I'm a little weird. <laughs> I feel like I'm an emoji Aww, or something like that. Adorable. You know, just to let the person know, like, hey, I had a busy day. Yeah. But I just wanted you to know I was thinking about you at least to say good night. To me, it's not so much like validation, like I need that to know, but it's like such a nice way of saying in my busy day, I reached out to you. I'm very yeah. okay with like not every day now and then. I think I think once a day is pretty reasonable. I think so. At least a check in. Because to me, it makes me. But like if a day goes by, like I I wouldn't freak out. I'd be like, oh, they're probably really busy. We'll catch yeah. up. Yeah. Um. But if that's every now and then, you mm-hmm. know, if it's but if we're going like two three days, like I would feel like I'm not a. Especially, like, somebody I'm not just, like, dating. But I'm talking to somebody, like, I'm actually in a relationship well, I'm with. Saying, like, I would you do feel like three days off one day, three days one day. What I'm saying <laughs> is, like, if we're in a relationship, we've obviously been talking, dating, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously called you enough times throughout this span of time to where the interest is peaked to move into a relationship, right? But you've also witnessed when I've gotten to where I'm like, hey, you know, I just, I got busy. I got to work. Let's. I want to chill. Let's let's just put our phones away and go somewhere and do something. Just me and you. That shouldn't turn into well. You haven't talked to me, and then I was, uh, 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 and I don't think you like me. I was like, hey, I'm, I apologize again. Well, I was busy. I didn't mean to to you know um, what's the word I'm looking for? Ignore or uh, in, in, I can't think of the word. In, yeah, and surely we're not coming from an insecure place when it's coming like, oh, well, you didn't call mm-hmm. me, or well, what you doing? It's more of like we're building connection, like we're building like it makes we're me in a feel like mm-hmm. am I a priority to this person? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, am I like one of their priorities? Mm-hmm. And it's okay. Like, I feel completely comfortable not being the priority every day, you know. Mm-hmm. But okay. but in a in so, an average week, so, am I a priority sometimes? And most least. of these situations, <laughs> most of these situations, the phone apparently only works one way. What do you mean? What so you if mean? you haven't heard from me, why haven't you texted or called me either? Okay. So if you're that worried about it, so you said, oh, I'm I just waiting for him. I'm gonna wait for him. I'm gonna wait for him. Like I don't hear anything. Nah, but that's what I'm saying. Though. That's that's a lot of my experience. I tell you, I'm gonna talk about my experience. 
my experience is. Oh, oh yeah. My experience is. It has to be initiated by you. Yeah, it's got to always be initiated by that me. That I don't know. So I'm like, That's okay. Right. So you sit there, you looking at your phone for the last 72 hours, just looking at it. It's in your hand. It's charged. And instead of just saying, hey, I was thinking about you. Hope you're having a good day. Haven't heard from you. And allow me to respond and say, oh, my apologies. I'm busy. I hope I'll call you tonight or whatever. That you might be somebody with a so attachment like, issue. <laughs> I'm like, hey, maybe, maybe, but I'm just saying, like, this is what I'm getting, and I'm like, well, okay, single at 35. You know, um, <laughs> we're talking about um, what we learned through a toxic relationship, right? So you shared your, mm-hmm. um, hmm. you know. Um, I appreciate <laughs> us being able to go into that, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. Gosh, where do I start? What, I, what I've learned, right, with toxic relationships um, I think a consistent thing for me when I was a little bit younger was believing red flags, mm. believing them and like trusting myself too and having the confidence and, and seeing myself worthy as saying like, you know, I need to like have that boundary or whatever. I think historically I've been like, oh, red flag, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. And I found myself being someone's social worker <laughs> or someone's like, like trying to be there for them mm-hmm. and like, and it just became silly. So, and then the last relationship that I was in, I moved really fast because I was already in my early 30s. I had never, like, lived in a space with a man. Like, Mm. he came home, hey, what are we doing for dinner? Like, laid next to someone and played house. So I allowed myself to move fast in a situation that was just not healthy. And and he was already saying, like, I love you, like, way early on. Like, stuff that kind of knew like okay I'm so complex and multi-layered you can love things about me but in the context you're saying you don't even know me mm-hmm. we don't even know each other mm. you know I'm over here sharing aspects of myself I've never shared with someone before just to experience whatever you know so I don't really feel bitter about that situation or anything um, it's just more of like it's, it's just worth waiting for as I'm building myself and learning more not so don't move so fast to to where i'm ignoring red flags yeah i like what you were saying just get to know the person matching matching that space right mm-hmm. i'm learning more about this person we can progress and move forward i am the gatekeeper right i get to decide the pace on my end right yeah. um i want to be valued and i value other people or the other person so and I'm worth being valued. Because there's struggle there sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm worth being valued. Yeah. So, yeah. Toxic relationship, ship, ship, ships. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is there any other aspect of this? I mean, there's so many. Yeah, I mean, God damn, you know, okay. examples. Yeah. Um, okay. One thing I mentioned earlier off offline was uh you know <sighs> women don't hear no a lot apparently you know uh or they're not held accountable for their consequences and and so there's this it's this dynamic it's this weird dynamic between males and females uh, we talked about this so women do this thing some women not all women there's women who know you know ladylike or whatever but uh it's really just respect for another person in general so 
you'll see this from time to time. You're walking in Walmart, Target, or wherever it is you shop, you know, uh, and you'll see a couple or whatever, and, and let's say it's male-female couple, and the female, the, the young lady or woman, you know, she might hear something or say something or see whatever that the guy said, did, or whatever, and she might, you know, hit him on the shoulder. You know what I'm saying? Like physical contact, um, right? Mm-hmm. You see that. Pow! Like, you know, like, stop that, or that's stupid, or ah, you're crazy, but hit him. You know what I'm saying? And we, we as a society, are like, you know, brush that off. Well, that's physical assault. Flip the script, right? He sees something, she says something he don't like, and then he gives her the same motion. It's open hand, it's on the shoulder, it's on the mm-hmm. back, or whatever. How's that going to play out? That's true. I, you know I can't imagine like seeing that and being like okay with it, even if it was just like a yeah, you know, it was, didn't hurt or something. I'd be like, ooh, I don't, I don't like that. Yeah, I don't think anyone should put anybody's hands on anybody. Like that's, that's just true. Mm-hmm. Johnny Depp got in trouble recently. Well, didn't get in trouble. He was uh, I think he went he went through a divorce or a situation. I can't remember the whole scenario, so I'm not gonna speak too much on it. All I know was uh, the woman involved said basically that he was being physically abusive and all of this. Well, come to find out, you know, after some released tapes and all these voice messages and recordings, not only was she physically abusive to him, mm-hmm. she didn't even consider it physical abuse. Mm-hmm. She was like, yeah, I, I, I didn't uh, punch you, uh, I hit you. And it was like, what? It's like, it was, it didn't even hurt. So I don't know why you would say that I assaulted you. Like, just because it don't mm-hmm. hurt, you know what I'm saying? Like, that don't mean that you're not assaulting somebody. Like, right. you're you're going to cause a, a reaction, and then you're going to say, why did you do that? Like, mm-hmm. are you serious? Like, Yeah, those harmful ideals of, like, where women can just put their hands on a man yeah, and just do whatever. Like, or, yo, boys will be boys. Those, like, harmful kind of, like, harmful, man. labeling beliefs. People are people. So... Anyway, so there's that, and then, you know, not being told no and stuff, you know, I had a situation, a relationship, and where, you know, I told a woman no uh, to a situation. I found out some things I wasn't comfortable with, and I told her, we're not going to continue doing this thing, so it's over. Good luck. No. (laughs) Well, I didn't say it all like that, but basically just no. She couldn't handle it. She got physical. She physically assaulted me. She pulled down my pants and sexually assaulted me, right? Now, yeah, I didn't complain or tell anybody about it. It's part of my fault, whatever. But let's flip the script. And let's say she's telling that story instead of me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? I told him no. He couldn't handle it. Mm. He ripped my blouse down the middle and then tore, pulled my pants down mm-hmm. and began to do whatever. Yeah, I started to like it, but at first I said no. Now, I'm a monster, right? The dude's the monster. She's the victim. Mm-hmm. Now that the story's flipped and she's done this to me, dudes be like, but you got your, you know what I'm saying? You got your top mm-hmm. though. Mm-hmm. You hear what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like, that's what I, you know, toxicity isn't just the relationship. Sometimes it's the cultural understanding. Uh-huh. 
of what toxicness is mm -hmm. and what we encourage uh -huh. and what we facilitate. So we've covered a lot. Um, we've covered um, types of toxic relationships, um, some experiences from our own lives of experiences that we've had that have led us to where we are now as single people in our 30s and professionals. Uh, we've had our very first uh, guest, Chris. Chris, thank you for coming on for us, for sharing so much with us. Thank you for having me, definitely. Chris, You're Chris, welcome. Chris, 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 Chris. <laughs> um, is there anything that you want to leave um, young, young uh, men and women, any advice that you would give to them from where you are today? Okay, I, well, I don't know who's listening and who's going to take this to heart, but for the young men, it's okay to be a squirrel, okay? Just make moves, become a Boaz, go read that book of Ruth. Uh, for the ladies, uh, be careful who you call mama. Also read the book of Ruth. <laughs> uh, you got uh, Megan Thee Stallion, Cardi B, Oprah Winfrey, Steve Harvey. Be careful who you call mama. Choose wisely. All right. Well, yo, thank you for listening all the way to our podcast, Parallel Process. You can find us on Instagram. And where else can you find us, Lindsay? You can find us on the Anchor app, um, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, and other places that podcasts are found. All right, y'all have a wonderful journey. <laughs> have a great week, and we'll see you next time.